Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be divorce. Well, I've got an email here from a guy who's got all kinds of shit going on. He's got a beautiful woman that he's married to. They met seven years ago at a bar. He says she's super attractive, but they're having a lot of problems. He says a lot of it has started by her family. Hence, I've talked about this many times in the past. Is like if you're going to get married to somebody or be, have a living girlfriend or a common-law marriage type of relationship, it's important to see what their family is like. Because if, if you're dating somebody who's got a family that's creating a lot of drama or just has a lot of drama in general and a lot of problems, well, those problems are going to become your problems if you decide to engage with that person, or especially if you decide to settle down and get married. So there's lying going on, there's dishonesty, there's another guy in the picture, there's, you know, he's got a child involved, and so obviously he's like, what do I do? So I quote what I wrote, and then we're gonna go through his email, because obviously he's at this point, he's like, is this, is this even salvageable, and should I even wanna salvage this relationship? So the quote says, people who lie and cheat typically believe that everyone is a liar and a cheater since people will act consistently with their model of the world and what they believe about themselves it is futile to expect them to change or that you will somehow be able to fix or mold them into your ideal when you don't accept reality for what it is and accept people as they are you're going to suffer your only choice is to accept what is or to move on and search for someone who shares the same goals and values well as a coach my job is not to make other people's decisions for them. It's not my job to tell this guy whether he should stay with his wife or not. This is, my job is to help him achieve his outcomes. And so when I'm doing phone sessions with people that are in a relationship situation or career or a business question or maybe quality of life or figuring out what their purpose is, it's always what's your outcome what do you want to get out of this phone session what do you want for your personal life where do you see yourself 10 15 20 years what do you want for your career what kind of a business do you want to create why do you want to be and why do you think being an entrepreneur having your own business is is the way to go it's getting to the brass tacks of what's really important and every single person I talk to is completely different we all have different goals needs wants and desires so let's go through his email. He says, hey Corey, my name is Bob and I'm going through a divorce. I met my wife seven years ago at a bar and she's super attractive. Two years later, we got married. I don't know when, but we started having problems. Typically the problems would occur involving her family. That's why when you're dating, it's very important to see what her family is like. Do they get along? Are they backbiting and constantly sniping at one another and having disagreements or not speaking to one another for months, sometimes years at a time? Because again, whatever their family life is like, when you join your two families, guess what? You get to participate in all that fun. She always prioritized them first and us last. Since we have a three-year-old daughter together, my main argument was your family is us and we come first. Well, I totally agree with that statement and you should come first. You, you and your wife need to have a, long, a strong relationship first and foremost and, and, and to enable both of you to co-parent 
properly. Well, 10 months ago, she left. So dumb, it was once again issues with her family. They moved her and my three-year-old, who was two at the time, out of my home while I was at work. That was nice of them. And I was in shock for a bit and didn't take it seriously. I hear that a lot. A lot of guys like, I didn't think she was serious when she said those things. I thought she was just trying to get me to do what she wanted. Well, now here we are. Divorce papers have been filed, and she's been yo-yoing me back and forth. And when I'm ready to give up, she throws me a bone. So a month ago, she had me book these tickets for a Jack Johnson concert in Tahoe, then quizzed me as to what our wedding song was. <laughs> Wanted to see if you were paying attention or if you remember those little things. We are better together, confusing, right? Well, I would say she's, things were probably going well between the two of you, and she was probably starting to doubt whether she made the right decision or not. Because you're probably a good guy like most dudes are. So I gave it a shot. I booked the tickets. Then on my birthday, a week before the concert, she basically was cold, rude, and controlling. Well, as I talk about Seven Principles getting next back, she's the one that left. She's the one that moved out. Therefore, she unilaterally decided to end your marriage. Therefore, she's got to earn another chance with you, not the other way around. And that's why I teach guys to focus I'll create an opportunity for sex to happen because that's what romance is. Hanging out together, having fun when you're hanging out together, and then hooking up, obviously in that particular order. Guys that have problems in long-term relationships, it always gets back to usually one or two things. They stop dating and courting their wife properly, or they're not communicating with her properly because they don't understand how to communicate with a woman. Pretty simple. After having coached thousands and thousands of men and women over the years, it's like to see the same pattern over and over and over again. She had me cancel dinner with my parents to go with her. We got in a huge fight about her family. Then she flipped me off and drove away. So one thing I want to point out right about that, you had plans with your parents. And she told you to cancel those plans with your parents. And you did that. As a man, that's the wrong thing to do. Just say, well, I got plans with my mom and dad. She says, well, you need to make time for me. You're like, well, I'm sorry, but I had these plans. I definitely want to see you, but I can't tonight or I can't tomorrow because I'm hanging out with mom and dad. When are you free to get together? And if she storms off and calls your name, just say, all right, well, I don't appreciate you talking to me that way. If you want to talk to me, you need to talk to me in a loving, kind manner. Otherwise, they don't want to hear from you. My life is a drama-free zone. We're old enough to talk in an adult manner. So when you calm down, you want to be nice to me, and you want to apologize, and you get in touch with me, and you leave it at that. So that, that sentence there makes me, it leads me to believe that many times you have constantly caved in to what your wife wanted in order to be a pleaser. And so you did what she wanted. Remember, her family is really important to, you, to her. And therefore, if you're willing to just ditch your family and blow your parents off for her, from her perspective, you don't really have the same values as far as family goes. Do you think she would blow her mom and dad off like that at the last minute if you wanted to do something? Definitely something to think about. I was hurt. Then she told me to cancel the tickets. 
So she's going to punish you because she's mad because you got in a fight. So here's an interesting thing. I, I don't remember what article it was. I've, I've read so many of these psychological studies over the years is that long-term healthy marriages, ones that last a decade or more, biggest things they have in common, there's mutual admiration, respect, trust, communication. I mean, if there's a problem, they don't go to sleep until it's resolved. And across the board, relationships that don't work out long-term is where one or both of the people involved are constantly threatening the end of the relationship or constantly threatening to break up with the other person. There's a lack of respect. Obviously, this is assuming that you're dealing with a normal person, not somebody that's got mental problems or bipolar disorder or borderline personalities or anything like that. So he says, a few days later, I went up to Oregon, Oregon with our daughter for my grandfather's funeral. While I was there, she called me to let me know that she was going paddleboarding with her friend. I go into work the following Monday and a co-worker said he saw my wife at the lake with another dude. So, another dude in the picture, things are going well with the other dude, you're probably not going to hear much from her when things look like it might not work out with the other dude, she's probably really sweet with you. Maybe he's not such a bad husband after all. Maybe I should give that guy another chance. So what? you're totally giving all your power away to this woman. I can tell that from just these few little thing, nuggets I pointed out here in your email. And obviously that's going to turn her off. It would turn any woman off and ruin attraction. But we got a, a big problem here, which is your wife is obviously a fucking liar. And that is something that is just... A relationship cannot survive where there is no trust. Especially somebody that's out with another guy. My wife lied and said that her friend was there too. So she's involving other people in her lies. The co-worker sent me a picture of just her and another dude. It hurt. Well, it sounds like that dude is a good friend because that's the kind of reality that you need to see so you can see the situation with your wife very clearly. Because somebody who has no problem doing this to you, who lies to you, they don't really value loyalty. They don't really value communication. They don't really value commitment. They tend to be more selfish, more narcissistic, and therefore they don't feel any remorse when they do things like this. Because, hey, you didn't treat them the way they wanted, so tough shit. You deserve what you get. A lot of people in the world that think like that. And they wouldn't bat an eyelash. So from an outcome-based perspective, if your outcome is to have a happy, healthy, loving relationship with your wife who communicates like an adult, it's got to be with somebody who values loyalty, communication, and commitment. And I don't that's not very loyal to lie to you. And instead of communicating with you, she punishes you by ordering you to ditch your plans with your parents and to buy these expensive tickets, then you go and buy them, then she just blows you off and says, yeah, yeah, just you know, get your money back for that. My sidecock is really, he's really drilling me good lately, so I think I'm gonna stick with him. Ruthless. 
I kind of exploded and sent a bunch of mean texts. Now she won't talk to me at all. Nothing. Won't even let me see my daughter. That's just fucking swell. So, if you're going to eventually go through a divorce with her, you've got to think about it from this perspective. That if you can have a rational conversation with her and a agree to how you're going to split things up because think about it from this perspective the, your attorney and her attorney they get paid the longer this shit goes on they get paid the longer the conflict goes on so it's in their interest to continue seeing that the conflict goes on and use the court system to extract money and resources and eventually wear the other party out but at the end of the day the more expensive the divorce is, financially it hurts both of you and it ultimately hurts your baby. So if you can talk to her in a way where the two of you can agree how you're going to resolve things, child support, alimony, custody arrangements and all that stuff, then you can have your attorneys draw up a separation agreement. Because if you go through an adversarial type of relationship where you're just at each other's throats, She's going to go back to her divorce attorney and he's going to be like, I'm going to clean that bastard's clock. I'm going to get him. I'm going to go after him for you. We're going to get him for all. He's going to be, he's going to be working five jobs for you for the next 20 years to pay your bills. I can get that in the court system. I mean, it's, that's the sad reality of, of the way it is. So it's, it's in your interest to make sure that you keep things as level-headed as possible and you exercise emotional self-control. Yeah, she's a fucking liar. We know that. You know, but at the end of the day, you're already married to her. And so what is is what is. So you've got to think in terms of what what's my major downside risk? What can I do to keep things on great terms with her? Because if you decide that you're not going to stay with her, you really should be, again, your outcome, if your outcome is a happy, healthy, long-term marriage or long-term relationship or you are great parents together, it has to be with somebody that has the same goals and values and your, your wife has no problem lying to you. She obviously has a problem communicating with you. And on top of that, she's vindictive. Like statistically, when you look at those characteristics that I pointed out, the the numbers are not in your favor for being able to work this out. And even if you did, you'd still be sleeping with one eye open the rest of your life, wondering because she's already betrayed you. And it's not this is not just the first thing. He, so he continues on here. He says, "I'm starting to think back at all the lies that she's told me. I'm just wondering the truth, and inside it's eating me up alive." Well, letting that eat you up alive and have and allowing that to cause you to lose your shit and lose your emotional self-control it's going to cost you money in your divorce you got to think about it from that perspective it's like when i was in the construction industry we had to deal with the building department and a lot of the people that worked at the building department and were inspectors building inspectors that would come out and inspect the job there was a good percentage of them were people that had owned their own business and their business had failed so you know, they were a bureaucrat. And at the end of the day, you had to kiss their fucking ass. You had to kiss the ring. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. What do you... And so what we always would do is like, well, what do you think? How should we do it? What's your opinion? So you put them up on a pedestal almost as if they're the expert. 
Because if you piss them, piss the building inspector off, they'll fail you for every little thing, and they'll delay your job, and it'll cost it'll cost you a lot of money. So you've got you you're forced to be in a relationship with the building department, with the building inspector, because without them signing off on your inspection, you can't pour your concrete, you can't hang your sheetrock, you can't put your insulation in, you can't put the next floor in the building. So the last thing you want to do is be adversarial and piss the building department off because they all talk, and if they don't like you, every little thing, they're going to fail you on your inspections. But if they really think you're awesome, and they like you and they enjoy coming to your job site if something's not done they're like hey that's not really the code but if you could just fix that i trust you i know you guys are good guys you know just take care of that for me it's like no problem and then you fix it you take a picture it's like hey here's a picture of that thing you told me to fix I just wanted to let you know see it was done and builds trust so think about your wife from that perspective if she's she's a building department official you got to be nice to her because if you're not nice to her and you're not thinking from the perspective of what's best for our child, the reality is you're in a lose-lose situation financially. So you actually could use this to your benefit, the fact that she's got another dude in her life, because if things progress with the other dude, she's going to want to extricate herself from your marriage as quick as possible. And if you think of it in terms of being an ally, you're trying to help facilitate getting this divorced across the finish line so she can go live her life because you want your wife to be happy after all. What you really want is for her to get the fuck out of your life so she can go fuck that other guy's life up like she did yours. But you're going to get more with sugar than you are with salt in a, in a situation like this. And this that's the reality, dude. Because getting mad and angry and pissed off, it's going to cost you a lot of money and you just can't afford to do it. It's not worth it. So he says, I've been talking to several ministers from our church, and I met up with another guy from another church, and I spoke with him. I know the answers seem obvious, but I just don't know what I can do or how to change it. I've literally tried everything. People keep telling me to work on myself, but I don't know how, as I feel so broken inside. Hope you have some witty solution to my problem and can help save my life. Well, at the end of the day, what's your outcome? Your outcome, obviously, is you'd like to have a great, healthy, long-term relationship with somebody that you can trust. Well, in order for that to be possible, statistically possible, when you look at the psychological studies, loyalty, communication, commitment, mutual admiration, mutual respect, meaning both people really admire each other. And if that's not there, if the communication's not there, if, if you, somebody who has no problem lying to you about another guy and you've also you already said here lots of lies so she's a, a serial liar you're never going to feel comfortable you're never going to fully trust somebody that's a habitual liar you can't make good wine from bad grapes so if your outcome is a happy healthy long-term relationship you're married to a woman who's more ideally suited to have an open relationship with friends with benefits or a fuck buddy because, I mean, look, there's another guy in the picture and she lied about it. I mean, you guys are separated. There really should be no reason to keep that from you. But she has no problem lying about it. And if you confront her, just say, hey, you know, a friend of mine saw you with another guy. You know, obviously you guys look happy. And you know what? I want to help you guys be together. You don't have to hide it from me. It's like, you know, what's best for the baby? It's like, 
well, if you and your new dude are really happy, that's going to be a good influence on our child. If I can meet somebody new and have a great, happy, healthy relationship, then both of us can demonstrate great relationships to our baby and that'll help her grow up and become awesome. Why do you think that's a great idea? Well, what can we do to facilitate that? Got to think about it from that perspective, my man. If you focus on your outcome and you focus take, so your friends are right when they say to work on yourself, but you're not working on yourself to get your wife back. You're working on yourself to create the conditions where you can attract somebody who has the same goals and the same values into your life. But if you're a glutton for punishment, I mean, the reality is if you take your wife back and you decide to give her another chance, this is how she's going to treat you when things aren't going well. When things aren't going well, she's going to pack her shit and leave and start dating other dudes. That's reality. If you're okay with that, then is what it is. Maybe an open, you're okay with an open relationship. I don't know. I don't know you. But most of the guys that I talk to, they're in these similar situations. Like, I absolutely am not interested in an open relationship. I want somebody to be exclusive. Like, well, that's the nature of the creature that you're with. She's, she's a liar. Obviously, it sounds like she's a cheater as well. Who knows what else she's lied about? Again, the qualities that she has brought to the table are not the qualities that you're looking for or that you need in order to achieve your outcome. So you can ignore reality, but you can't ignore the consequences of ignoring reality. If you want to give her another chance, let her do 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing. Have her come to your place, make dinner together, hang out, have fun, and hook up. It's got to be her idea. You got to follow what I teach in Seven Principles to get next back. But like I said, if your outcome is a healthy, exclusive, monogamous relationship, these kind of women will be faithful when they're happy. But when they're not, they have no problem looking you right in the eye and lying to your fucking face. It's, so you have to decide what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. And then make your own decision accordingly. So if you've got a situation you'd like to get my help with, you can go to my website, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book whatever coaching option works for you. And I will talk to you soon.